This is the O'Day Parlay podcast. Rubbing on that Italian leather, them convict jeans on. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Welcome back to that all day parlay podcast, baby. T-Tap, how are the vibes up in Nash right now? Let's get it. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. It is, again, the best time of the week. The best time of the week. We're hopping on the pod. I know a lot of people thought, what are they going to do now? College regular season's over. Are we still going to hear the boys every Friday morning? Fucking of course you're going to hear the boys Facts. every Friday morning. It's, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're 52 episodes a year. Every Friday morning, tune in. We're not going anywhere. We're here. We're going to focus on NFL. We're going to focus on the playoff. And then we're going to transition into basketball after that. So stick around every Friday morning. We're not going anywhere. Keep it. Keep a lookout for the social media. TikTok dropping soon. So uh, so pay attention. Retweet the boys. Share the boys' content. We're just trying to grow. And we appreciate you guys listening every week. Hey, uh, we still got to hand out these hoodies. We got to get these we hoodies. See the hoodies. So, so fun fact about the hoodies. And I haven't done an investigation yet. But I came back from a business trip today actually. And I went upstairs in my room and looked at the hoodie box. And there was some movement around. I haven't counted the hoodies yet, so I don't know if there was any stolen, but it wasn't, you know, they were all folded nice and it looked like a little rat might have gotten in there and done some searching for a specific size or something. So I think I have a few suspects on my text list that I'm going to be texting tonight, but there definitely I'll go, was. I'll go ahead and tell you that li- that little rat lives in your house. No, it does not. It does. Who was it? You'll figure it out. Gosh, oh gosh. All right, we'll see. Yeah, the two roomies aren't home either right now, so that's yep. a coincidence too. That yep. you know, I was coming home, and now they uh, decided to like go on <laughs> Tinder dates or something. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Shout out. Okay, um, so let's let's go ahead and let's recap bowl bowl weekend. Conference championship week, or not bowl weekend, conference championship weekend. Um, it started off bad. It started off bad. USC, I just don't think Caleb Williams is a guy. I've been telling you this all year. Don't think he's a guy. He's the he's the guy. The dude was limp. You see him? He looked like he was on Gladiator. No, was, no. You, I, you know what happened is I think he was getting his ass whooped, and I think he had to play it off like, oh, like, you know, I'm not going to win this game, but if I do, like, I'm going to limp a little bit, you know, make social media go crazy for me. But no, I think it was all ploy. I think he was just faking the shit out of it. He doesn't have it. No, he's he's the guy. He's the guy. He he's definitely he's definitely a franchise turnaround guy. Um, he's gonna go to the NFL. He's gonna turn a franchise around. He's he he's the guy. Now, I, I really the, you know maybe was he playing the ankle injury a little bit? But he started doing that in like the first like he he did that early before halftime. He was limping. I'm pretty sure. So even I, when it was like a tie bowl game, he was living. Well, all I know is Utah owns USA. Utah owns the Pac-12. So I know last week we were talking about the it's hard to beat yeah. a team twice. Utah has now done that two years in a row. Last year with Oregon, this year with USC. Yeah. So if it comes down to it again next year, we got to keep that in mind. Let's write that down yeah. keep that in the files. Yeah. Because Utah can yeah, do U- it. Utah, Utah has proved itself once again. Um, I, yeah. I want to make a statement. 
I talked a bunch of crap about Clemson's backup quarterback, and then he uh, hung about 40. Oh, my God, Slung Greg it. Slung it. So we'll we'll see. I'm not. I'm still not on the Cade train or whatever the hell his name is. I'm not on the train yet. But I just I do feel defeated. Um, my guy Drake May. He just I don't know if he's too young. You know, freshman. But it was uh, it kind of just hurt to see him go down like that and just get absolutely just dogged on. It was just yeah, hard to say. And now a lot of people are were, they were talking about him going to the transfer portal. It's not happening anymore, thank God, because – Yeah, he tweeted – He tweeted. we record these on Wednesday, so he tweeted yeah. on Wednesday um, yeah. that North Carolina is a squad. He's not going anywhere. Um, so you'd love thank, to see that. Thank God. UNC, yeah. ACC champs next year. Right. Yeah, now. you'd love to see that. They, they got to get some transfers. You just expect they're going to get some transfers having Drake May there. So we'll see. We'll Dude, see. Uh, um, also, last week, so after the USC loss – me and Benji had a little little text and made a parlay 2.0. Yeah, that cashed. Par, parlay 2.0 cashed. I will say this: I did the same thing. I just took USC lost, so I remade our parlay that we had yep. just to. I think it was like six or five teams instead of six. Yep. But I had Clemson money line clicked, Been and I it. thought I hit submit. And 20 minutes later, I opened up Fanduel again. And I hadn't submitted it. Yep. And then I said, you know what? F it. I'm not going against Drake May. And uh, put UNC plus 20 and a half. I thought it was the absolute lock. It was even it was like the same exact odds as the Clemson money line. Oof. Not your best. Probably, probably hey, one happens. of my worst bad beats. That one of my worst bad beats of the season for sure. It happens. Because we had it, we already had we had the picks. And I, I just had a – I totally biased went against it on the second round. Totally yeah. biased. Yep. But say, I mean, it happens, dude. Sometimes when you got a guy, you bet with him, and you bet with your heart instead of your head. And that's just yeah. how it is. Um, so let's just, let's just slide on right into the Heisman talk. So yeah. four finalists are Caleb Williams, Max Dugan, uh, Stetson, Stetson Bennett and CJ Stroud. Now, there's been a lot of talk since this was uh, announced on Monday night about why the fuck Stetson Bennett is in there. Why is Stetson Bennett in there? Let's, I, let's go ahead and make an argument for it. Let's hear it. Here's what I'll say is that there's no way you can give Hendon Hooker SEC Offensive Player of the Year and not put Hendon Hooker in the – Send him to New York in the Heisman. You absolutely can't do that. So the SEC, however the hell that happened, is a huge mistake. Now the fight for Stetson Bennett to be in the mix, where Stetson's in the mix, you I, you have to have Hendon Hooker in the mix. So I right. don't agree that Hendon that Stetson's there and Hendon's not. If you're going to send Stetson, you have to send Hendon. There's no I agree. no argument for that. I will say I understand the Stetson because it's kind of like how it's just like I think it's part of how hard it is to take a team back to the spot you're in. It's, you know, he's the leader of the yeah. team. So right. like as the leader of the team, you, you came back from a national champion and followed it up with an undefeated season into right. a number one ranking. So that, I think that's why he's the high, because being the leader of that team. So, I think so it's more of, more of his team is getting him there. Not his play on the field is getting him there. Yeah. I mean, the stats are, uh, yeah. Like the stats, when you compare him, he's not even, I mean, he's the, 
fourth on the stat sheet of those. The only argument to that, though, is when Hen and Hooker and Stetson played each other, Stetson threw for, I think, 295, two touchdowns, and had a rushing touchdown, and Hen and Hooker threw for, like, 170. Yeah, he outplayed the So that's the only argument. But then, yeah, but then he, again, he though, Stetson is playing Tennessee's defense, and Hen and Hooker was playing Georgia's defense. So you got to throw that in there if you're going to throw that, yeah. too. I think, I think the main thing is, is him getting the team back to an undefeated season number one going into the playoff. And also the big games, like he, like, it's not like he plays shitty in the three big games or four big games they've had this year. No, they've had four big well. games and he oh. shows out in all four. Yeah. So it's hard to say, you know, yeah, Stetson's not going to throw for six touchdowns against Missouri. It's just, that's not the kind of guy he is, but. Right. It's not the kind of the offense they are either. Yeah, he should, but he's going to show up in the big games and he, and he doesn't. He doesn't turn it over in big games. He doesn't do anything wrong. He leads a team to cover every single big game spread ever yeah. this year. Like I, I just starting with like this year and like you know it's been a, an argument a couple years past. I have a problem with the Heisman in general because nobody can really say what the award is. Is it the best player in college football? Is it the best player on the best team? Is it this dude's having the best season? Like like what are the requirements to be? in, you know, top three or four in the Heisman. Because Aiden Hutchinson being in it last year was a fucking joke. So, like, what, like, they need to come out and say something like, here's, like, this is our criteria, our criteria for how, you know, you're going to be maybe in the Heisman race or could possibly win it or something. Because, like, now it's just like a, it's like, a, oh, he played good this one game. Like, he's the favorite now. But, like, there needs to be more of a criteria to it than – just eye test. I do. I do wish if it's if they're gonna pl- if I wish they had a stat out there. I'm sure they do, and it's just not publicized like in in your face. But I would like to see. So you have four quarterbacks. We'll go yep. rank. Go show us their the strength of schedule against the defensives they've played. So right. like go show like strength of skill versus the defense. So like Caleb Williams' stats are by far the like he's throwing he threw for like 700 800 more yards than anyone else. But like let's see, which I'm a Caleb Williams guy, but let's see. The stat of like his these defenses, defense, he's yeah, played. the defenses yeah. he played compared to like CJ Strouds. Now I'm not, I don't right. think CJ Strouds the best thing since sliced bread or anything, but it'd just be interesting to see like, okay, right. so Caleb Williams out through every single person, but was it against defenses that were ranked, you know, total an average of 50 less right. in the rankings than the other guys, or or was he playing the same defense and putting up those numbers? Right, like sports is yeah. so data driven now, and like people come up with these stuff on Twitter, like these facts on Twitter about all this stuff all the time. But like when you watch the Heisman ceremony and hear people on ESPN talk about it, they don't bring up all this other stuff. So I'm, I agree with you on that. I think there needs to be some type of data-driven analytics to, well, this is why this dude's here. This is why this guy's here. This is why this guy will probably win. Is it just yeah. based, strictly based on stats or is it based on, you know, your good wins, how good your team is? I mean, everything else. So I think that there needs to be something done about that. But, I mean, Caleb Williams has it unlocked. Let's just go ahead and be honest. Yeah, he does. He does. It would be – I'm sure they do it at the award ceremony when they go through the nominees. But, like, it would be nice when they release the Final Four that are going to New York. If they and have, like, why. a one-paragraph – yeah, if they have, like, a one-paragraph, yeah. like, they say, you know, Caleb Williams has let his t- – like, if they just did one thing, because then you'd know, okay, why, Stens- why are they saying Stetson and not Hendon? Well, right. if they describe it to you, it probably lowers a lot of the, you know, shit talking from every college football fan out there. Exactly. Well, there's going to be shit talking regardless because that's just how college football yeah, fans yeah, are. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, but, no, there will be, but it'd be nice to see a description. But but speaking of quarterbacks, the transfer portal is in full effect right now on the quarterbacks. Did you first of all? Did you see it was about so Monday was the first day where everybody could get into the transfer portal, the fifth. I think after Monday night, there were a little over 1,100 players total in college football in the transfer portal. Yeah, it's so stupid. What the fuck is this? It is so stupid. And then you have yeah, like guys like JT Daniels transferring again. Like, yeah. they like, put requirements on this too, dude. It's no, they have to put, Yeah, they have to put requirements. Like, I, like, for the competitiveness of the sport and being – if you're a fan of a team, it's cool because, like, you could go from being 3-7 and seven to 9-3 and three – because of the transfer portal. So, like, right. for that part I mean, of the sport, USC this year. Yeah, for that part of the sport, it's awesome. But, like, what – it's just – I heard something on the radio today. It's like, what are we te- – which I, I don't give a crap about this, but I get the old people's point about this. Like, what are you teaching the kids? Like, you go to a place and you're not having a good time and the coach is harsh on you and stuff, and then you just get to have a free pass to go leave. You quit. Yeah, yeah and it's basically. like, so, so that's what they're getting used to. And then – at some point, they're going to move on past football because, right? You know, you're, if you're going it's, to the transfer portal every year. There's probably a reason why, and so exactly. you're not going to be playing football for a living. Um, and so, what are you going to? Are you just going to, like, you know, six months in, yeah. just change jobs and break down and like, what are, what are we doing? What are we teaching them? So that was an interesting point from the from the old school guys on the radio. Um, I've also I've got a theory about the transfer portal. So. I think – so Georgia last year I don't think took any people out of the transfer portal. Maybe one, maybe two. I know they lost a couple people, but they didn't take any in. I think yeah. there's something to – like all these teams that are, you know, really, really good or even in the playoff this year, a lot of them are not taking transfer portal guys. They're getting guys that maybe they're not all five stars that, you know, want to play right away. Maybe they're three stars who earn their spot and want to be there. There's something to be said about these kids that want to play where they want to play and not just want to, you know, sign an NIL deal somewhere yeah. else in the transfer portal. No, a hundred percent. I think like that might be a key moving forward with the transfer portal. Like if you, your team wants to be great, you need people that are going to buy in, not people who just want to bag when they're 19, 20 years old. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's You see it in sports all the time, like especially you see it in on basketball teams. Like, yeah, you can make the trades to get the best three players in the league or you can have the best starting five in the league, but – that's not what it, it's not. You can win average games with the best talent, but champions, it's chemistry, it's culture. Right. There's nothing. It, I mean, it has something to do with the talent, but it's more about the chemistry and culture. So that's why you right. see like Alabama's not going to go get, you know, 20 people out of the transfer portal. Like they're just not going to do it. But the know? thing is, that's what I think the problem is with Alabama is because we do get all these guys. That transfer well, last year, yeah, last year you did. You yeah. got those receivers, and they freaking absolutely sucked. Like, yeah, like, but holding, this year, the, uh, yeah, James Williams. And, and and Martin or whatever that guy's name is. What's Jermaine name? Burton. Yeah, yeah, he's dog shit, though. He, I think yeah, he had like, like 500 uh, receiving yards this year. Yeah, he's but, terrible. Like, it, I think there's – like, yeah, it works out in a lot of instances, but also I think more times than not, it doesn't. I mean, Caleb Williams, prime example, he balled out at USC, has made them a top-10 program. Yeah. But, like, didn't you have guys like, you know, JT Daniels transferring again? You got DJ, who was the number one quarterback in the nation, over Bryce Young out of high school, transferred out of there. Um, who else did we say? Who else we got? Yeah, so you have, you have Leary the, from NC State. Yep, NC State. Um, you have, yeah, you have Leary from NC State. He's transferring. You have Sanders from Oklahoma State. He's transferring. Yeah. JT Daniels, DJ, and Hudson Card, who was number one at Texas, who took over when Ewers was yep. out for a while. So you have, you have five. I mean, I would – 
you know, Card is maybe a stretch to call him a standout. And DJ obviously had a terrible year. and has Five well-known guys. But you have five guys who could make yeah. a difference at a program yeah. already in the portal. And so, like, you take – like, it'd be interesting because you have – like, think about Georgia. Like, you have Georgia – who Stetson is gone after this. I don't think he's going to get his 11th year um, in college football. I think he has to leave. <laughs> did you see that stat where uh, Lamar yeah, won Lamar the Heisman in 2016 think, and yeah. Stetson's in yeah. it this year and they were both born in 97? <laughs> How yeah. the fuck are you still playing, dude? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. But he uh, – yeah, I saw something else. I'm trying to find it real quick. Um, are we it'll, talking about it, it'll just be interesting to see how – oh, the Braves just got a trade. It'll be interesting to see how – like they put requirements on it in the future. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, just, I think they need to do something about that as well as NIL deals. Cause you can't have 18 year olds going in there making, you know, guaranteed $8 million when they graduate. Like, dude, they're fucking 18 years old. They don't know what to do with that. That's just the new, the new freaking motto. It's crazy. It's crazy. They gotta but put something on it. I will say, imagine, imagine if Georgia got like Sanders or Leary next year like it's just i don't think like they would just, want him because georgia yeah they probably they probably have some yeah. backup that's homegrown right now but i'm just saying like it's just it's crazy that you know you're gonna have it's just crazy to me that some team hopefully a good team is gonna pick up leary who's yeah. gonna come in and, and be a baller um that's, sanders was a baller too his, his team i mean they kind of just fell off but it's gonna be interesting to see um for sure i'm not a fan of it i i think that you've got like if there was transfer portal was as big as it was back then as it is now, like you'd have people like Tua would have transferred out of Bama when Jay was starting, or Jalen would have transferred out when Tua got the job. Then yeah, Mac Jones no. probably would have transferred out. Like you, so you wouldn't have had you know those people that have sat there for three, four years, waited their time, and then come out and made a difference. Yeah, no, I definitely am not a fan of transfer portal. It is entertaining. It is. It is yeah, for, for a sure. fan of a team. Fun. Yeah, because it you is. Get a new team every year, so it's exciting. But yeah. I am totally against it. Like, if you transfer, you got to set out, and hopefully, you just never transfer and fight and wait till you're senior to start, and then have right. a heroic senior story, make it to the NFL, and dominate, and like Matt, like exactly like Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, all those guys. Yeah, all those guys have great so, stories. So it'll be interesting to see. It's just it it's stupid. I, I they need to do something about it. But um, all right, let's let's roll into all right. So boys, we're doing something new this week since the only college football game on this weekend is Army Navy. First of all, interesting stat about that. I think the under has hit in that game 15 or 16 years in a row. The over-under is 32 and a half right now. So Holy shit, that is low. Yeah, 32 and a half. So if you want to follow that, follow it. I mean, the trend is the under is going to hit. But I'm going over. And a half. I'm going over. Yeah, I was about to say. One of those teams scores a lot. Was it Navy? I think a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think Navy might average in the 20s or 30s. Low 30s a game. But, say, but, but for whatever reason, that game's always 14-13, 14-10, or 17-14. So yeah. the, the unders hit 15 or 16 years in a row, so y'all take that with a grain of salt. I'm going to stay away from it because I genuinely have no idea. But what we're going to do this weekend is we're going to have a plus 1,000 NFL parlay. Um, yeah, I know you're going to do – Hold on. Yeah, but I say we're either going to do a mix of spreads and money lines or just all spreads, but we're about to figure it out. Yeah, I know you boys were like, hey, what are they going to do because college football is gone? Well, good thing is the boys are addicted to betting, so we come up with a new parlay. <laughs> now we're going to go addicted to NFL to college football has gone. Um, we'll get into bowl games in next week's episode and kind of go back into college football, but this week we're going straight NFL. So, Tyson, you want to start? Yeah. Give, me, give me your picks. 
on your parlay. All right. All right. So my parlay, my parlay is five teams plus 1029 odds. All right. So I'm starting off with Lions. My, now we'll talk about this after. I'll just list them off first. Yeah. I'm going to start off with Lions minus two and a half. Jets plus nine or Lions minus two and a half at home against the Vikings. Jets plus nine and a half at the Bills. Dolphins minus three at the or three and a half now at the Chargers. Then then uh, the last two I'm going Eagles money line at the Viking or at the Giants and Chiefs money line. Uh, where the fuck is this Chiefs money line at the Broncos? So that's plus ten twenty nine odds. Okay, here's here's what I went, and I don't know the odds off the top of my head. It's I just took four spreads, which I know is over plus a thousand. Um, and my teams were Titans minus four, Niners minus three and a half, Jets plus nine and a yeah Jets plus nine and a half, and Ravens plus two and a half. So Titans play at home against the Jaguars. Forty mm-hmm. ers play. Gosh, I can't even remember. I'm just, I just love the 49ers right the, now. The Niners um, play the Bucks at home. Yeah, and I, oh, I was at the Monday night game in Tampa in the Bucks. Now it was electric seeing vintage Tom Brady come back live in person. I about to say I down bet that was 13, awesome. Down thirteen at the down thirteen with five minutes to play. Yep. Score went on a 14-0 run to end the game to win in the final 20 seconds. That was vintage Tom Brady. Absolute insane experience. But with that being said, I watched with my own eyes that the Bucks are horrible. And Nick Bosa is going to have a field day against that offensive line. He is, um, that offensive line's bad. Yeah, so I think the Bucks squeaked squeaked away at home against a terrible Saints team um, led by Andy Dalton. Um, so I think I think they get blown out. And then which first of all, great play by I forget who the safety is, but on that that final drive by the Saints. When Andy Dalton dropped that dime to Taysom Hill over the middle, and the safety came in and just cold clocked yeah. I think it was Keanu yeah. Neal, maybe. Shout out to the yeah, Falcons. He got in there. But the hell of a play to keep that that game alive. But so based off those two, we've got Jets plus nine and a half. Yeah, we have Jets plus nine and a half, and I actually have I put a I had like an honorable mention for a fifth one, and I put Vikings plus two and a half. So I really want to I want to stay away okay. from that Lions bet. Okay, so I guess we'll just we can run through them since I mean there's not since there's a lot of teams that have some bye weeks we could just run through these games. Um, all right, so Thursday night Raiders are six and a half point favorite at the Rams. Pretty sure Baker is starting. I'm pretty sure Baker starting for the Rams. What a story for Baker to come in first start and get a W. What a story. What a story. If, if anything in this game, I like the Raiders minus six and a half. But six and a half points is a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, for a team that uh, well, the Raiders has won, they've won three in a row. They're five and seven, dude. They yeah, no, I would definitely. I'm just seven. kidding. I would not bet on the Rams here. Like, but I also the Raiders just sometimes just suck. Like the Raiders, I don't know they what do. it is about the Raiders. Sometimes they just are like, oh, we're not going to score today. Like we're just not going to score yeah. football. And, and I feel like I, I feel like taking six and a half points in a prime time bet, especially a Thursday night football bet, which have been. Those games have been fucking terrible this year. Sucked. Absolutely sucked. Yeah, so I, I just – I don't think that that's smart. But if anything, I would take the Raiders in that. Um, all right, so let's go into this Vikings-Lions game. Okay, so the Vikings are 10-2 and two at the Lions, who I'm pretty sure the Lions are 5-7 and seven, maybe? 5-7, and seven. yeah. That's yeah. right. Why are the Lions favorite? They're minus 2.5. 
now it's in Detroit, but it's like, let's not act like Detroit's, you know, Seattle. It's not that tough of a place to play. Yeah. The only reason I wanted to take the Lions is because they should not be a two and a half point favorite. And so yeah, I said, like, since this line is weird, I want to take the weird side of it. Yeah, it's because they're hot. I mean, they their their last five games, they beat Green Bay, they beat Chicago, they beat the Giants, they lost to Buffalo by three on yeah, Thanksgiving, and on then they just beat the Jaguars forty to fourteen last week. So that's why their favorite is because they're hot. But and Jameson Williams is back too. They get get another weapon. Yeah, but people forget that I'm sure both the Vikings losses are in prime time games because I'm pretty because Kirk Cousins doesn't lose at noon. Yeah, they they got wrecked by the Cowboys. Yeah, and they so got wrecked think, by the Eagles. Yeah, so I think both those games were primetime. They weren't your typical noon Kirk Cousins games. They were primetime Kirk Cousins, which we all know how that works. Yeah, bad. Um, so that's my only thing, I, because I, the Vikings have looked really good when they're not in primetime. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated right, at say, noon the whole year. Uh, they are. I mean, the only two yeah. losses they have are their only two primetime games. Yeah, so that's except, why except I like Except for Thanksgiving game. night. They won the Thanksgiving night game against the Pats, which I was shocked about. Oh, but that yeah, the the pads backdoor covered that. Um, yeah, but like if yeah, anything in this, if anything in this, I want to take the two and a half. Uh, I don't really necessarily love it, but it's two and a half and not three in Detroit, and they just put up a forty bomb last week. Yeah, I just I just don't know if I want to so, bet against the Vikings in a not primetime game. Yeah, that's fair. All right, next one's the Jets. We got the Jets in that one. Yeah, Jets. Okay, see, you like the Ravens two and a half. I like the Steelers side of that. So Lamar I just Jackson's think, not playing. I don't know if you know. Oh, that. Lamar is not playing. I did not. Lamar know. is hurt. Yeah, Lamar's out for who's, a couple weeks. Who's playing? It's either it's I think it's uh it's either Caleb Huntley or Hundley or Tyler Huntley. It's they've got like almost the same last name. Caleb Huntley was the guy from U- UCLA, and I think Tyler Huntley was the guy that started la- or that came in last week when Lamar got hurt and couldn't do a fucking thing. Yeah, I did not know that. I don't even see him on the injury report. Well, and two, the last like five years, the Steelers have even owned Lamar. Like the Steelers have owned Lamar pretty well, so that means they know that offense pretty well. TJ Watt's back. That defense has been flying. I mean, you got TJ like TJ Watt, Minka. It's it's hard to beat that team. It's Tyler Huntley is the guy's name. He's the same kind of style as Lamar. He's just he's not yeah, as yeah, good he, of a passer. So so I think if they get down early, I don't think there's they're gonna have to throw the ball. And the Ravens, especially with Tyler Huntley, aren't built to do that. So I love the Steelers minus two and a half. Um, it, it's in Pittsburgh too. Terrible towels are gonna be going crazy. <laughs> yeah, no I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about the Ravens. So yeah, I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay to go. I'm okay to go Steelers minus two and a half. Yeah, I was about to say. When in doubt, when I'm betting the NFL too, I like to take the points. But with with no Lamar, I, I'm not going to take. If it's under three, I'm going to hammer that. No, yeah, and and the uh, the Steelers are on a two game winning streak. So um, right. All right. Next game, you got you got Eagles at the Giants. Um, this is a big game for the Giants. So Jalen Hurts has been fucking all. He's won player of the week two weeks in a row now. Number one fantasy quarterback, everything. But do they cover six and a half? It's I mean, seven it's now. Fe- it's seven now, I think. On FanDuel, it says six and a half right here. Oh, okay. I'm looking at seven, but this may not be updated. May not. But 
Dude, I mean, they did just beat the shit out of the Titans last week. Yeah, I know they it's did. the NFL, and you know it's it's completely different week to week. But dude, the Eagles might be a fucking wagon. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. the Gi- The Giants have definitely fell- fallen off from the early season being hot. Yeah. Um. They, but they're I, they are I, at I, home. I like the six and a half for the Eagles. Um, we don't have to, you know, we put it in the big maybe just because the Eagles are fucking hot right now. But we don't have to, you know, lock that in at the moment. We got we got two in right now. Um, yeah. The, the um, next game I want to stay away from too, Browns at the Bengals. Bengals minus six and a half. You never know. Yeah, it's just – it's hard to bet on the Browns right now – or it's hard to bet, like, with the Browns playing right now because Deshaun Watson – Obviously, didn't look great last week. He had some rust. But he, like, before he started, you know, having issues with massages, um, he was a pretty dominant quarterback. So, he, he could he go off. Yeah. But the Bengals are starting to find their groove. So, I do think the Bengals at home probably win this game. But, again, the spread. If Deshaun's playing like Deshaun, it's well, going to be close. Dude, I mean, Deshaun didn't put up a fucking point last week. The defense scored three touchdowns. Yeah. Deshaun I looked did. terrible last week. I mean, yeah, he, he had played. It's his first game in a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, because he sat out all last year. I just don't know if like, like he's gonna have to get a full off season under his belt, you know, get time with the guys before I really start trusting Deshaun Watson to be Deshaun Watson anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I don't. I don't like that bet either. If anything, I, I don't do Bengals money line, but um, but yeah, we can. We probably have some other ones. Um, yeah, about to say so. So next we got. Titans minus three and a half at home against the Jags. I don't hate Titans minus three and a half. I just is Traylon Burks healthy? Traylon Burks is playing, I believe. And then we have another wide receiver that's practicing this week too. That was our deep threat early on in the season that got hurt. So who? Um, it is. Let me see his name. He's number thirteen. I forget his name. Is is it Khalif Raymond? Is he there? Or is he in Detroit? It is. Is it is it Nick Westbrook Akine? It's Racy McMath. I don't even know who that is. Uh, who the fuck is that? <laughs> he was he was he was ball he balled out in the preseason. So I don't who knows if he's actually good. But a wide receiver for the Titans is back, which is good. Um, and I do think Traylon's playing. But it says Tra- Traylon's questionable. He didn't practice today. He's questionable. But I don't know. Uh, three and a half. At home, I, I mean, just Titans got to get it together. The Titans have looked not great the past two weeks. Yeah, I just think Titans bounce back. J. Rob, J. Rob firing. Vrabel's going to rally the team. I think it's just a classic. You know, like they're going to this. They're going to treat this game like the Super Bowl because they know it's a big deal and all the eyes are on them type game. Um, and I think if you look at D. Henry versus the Jags in the past, it literally doesn't even matter who we have playing because D. Henry's going to run for two hundred. Yeah, that's fair. I forgot about that. Three and a half. I'll, I'll lock it in. Yeah, I, I like it. I like bounce back. Bounce back in Nashville on a dang Sunday. All right. Now, this next game, I don't want to fucking touch with a 10-foot pole, but the Cowboys at home minus 16 and a half against the Texans. Yeah, if I mean. I, if I'm being completely honest, I want the Cowboys 16 and a half. I want the 16 and a half <laughs> because the Texans are so fucking bad. And the Cowboys, the last two weeks or three weeks, have put up like 40 30 and 50 last week. So, I mean, yeah, 
Dude, that last week game was insane. I went to bed. It was 28. It was 21-19. It started yeah, they fourth. Just, they had just scored 28. Start of the fourth quarter. You thought Colts would get the ball, go down, score. Not- It'd be a close game. They'd have a chance at the end to maybe get a field goal. <laughs> Looked at my phone the next morning and I was like, was Holy I dreaming? Shit. Was I like, mm-hmm. did I have a dream that the game was close before I went to bed or was I like hallucinating? Because I didn't nope. know how a team could score that many points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, points in the fourth quarter. I fell asleep halfway through watching that game. I woke up because I took Colts plus 10 and a half. Yeah, and I, had the, I, had the, I had the Colts too. I went to bed feeling like the man. I was like, yeah, they're going to have a long too. drive and put a touchdown up and then it's backdoor cover all day. Yeah, but I say, if anything, I'd want to take that 16 and a half, but I'm not taking 16 and a half points in a fucking NFL game. I'm just not doing no, it. No, no chance. Um, um, all right, next game, we got that the Chiefs minus nine and a half at the Broncos. Um, the Broncos defense is really, really good. Now, yeah. they, th- I think the Broncos were averaging around 17 to 18 points this year. So basically, it's do the Chiefs score 30? Yeah, it's just a tough game because it's at the Broncos. They obviously are desperate, and they do have a yeah. good defense. So they have that's a great defense. Kind of a weird, it's a weird game to bet on because it could be close and the Chiefs win at the end. It also could be Chiefs win by 30. Yeah. You know? Say, kind of also, a- we've got three spreads locked in. We can either take one more spread or two money lines. Um, dude, I, I mean, I'm big on – I think 49ers win. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about it because Panthers, Seahawks, who gives a fuck? Let's go ahead and talk about that one, too. The, okay, do you trust Brock Purdy? Let me read you some quotes about Brock Purdy. This oh, yeah, I saw that he's got nuts. They call him Big Dick Brock or Big Cock big, Brock. Big, big Cock Brock is big in the damn building Brock, on the home game. I mean, in the Bay Area, that dude's walking around hanging, right? I mean, he's hanging. He can barely keep his jeans on right now. So, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> Mr. winning that game. motherfucking irrelevant, baby. Yeah, he's, he's just got – I mean, it doesn't really – like, you could fill in – whoever you want at quarterback on that team and they have a good enough defense and good enough skill players and a good enough coaching staff to where they'll win games. So I'm not even worried about who's that quarterback for them. I agree. Well, that defense, I mean, that defense is unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm telling but, you right now that. And that I know the Bucks, Bucks suck, but like it's Tom Brady. I mean, it, it's Tom Brady. Dude, I'm telling you right now that. It, all right. It yeah, was cool. They, they, had, they, had, three, they had three points. Everyone, yeah. And everyone was cheering on, like, going, Brady, 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 like, in the stadium. Like, it was cool, but the Bucks are terrible. They are yeah, dude, oh, they, they had They had three points with five minutes left in the fourth quarter against the Saints. If the Saints never ran the football, they would have won that game by 28 points. They would, for some reason, they would run it on first and second down and put themselves in third and, third and longs, and they would usually get it still. They'd yeah. be, like, third and eight and get it every time. But then, of course, like, in the NFL, third and eight after third and eight after third and eight after third. Eventually – you get it runs out of of like just percentages. You can't so get everything. Do you want the three and a half or do you want the money line? I mean, I would I would be fine with the three and a half, but if you love another game's money line, then I could split well, it up. Well, what I was gonna say is something like the easiest thing to do would be honestly probably because it probably two easy wins would be Chiefs and Eagles money line. But I'm fine with the three and a half too. That's only four games instead of five games, which you know I love less games. I mean, I just, I just think they, I mean, I just think they are going to dominate like they've been doing ever since the their yeah. bye week. But say, so like the like the Monday night games, the Pats and Cardinals. I'm going to stay away from that. I'll probably take the Pats if anything. But the Sunday night games, the Dolphins, Chargers, and I do like the Dolphins. It's up to three and a half now, minus three and a half. 
I mean, they've got to have a bounce back game after that that game last week. The only thing that, about them that sucks is they had to stay out west all week, and so like they didn't sleep in their own bed. So I don't know how much it you know affects NFL players. But I do like the Dolphins in that game. Yeah. I don't know because yeah, the Chargers lost to the Raiders, but the Raiders have been getting hot, and then they no. they they played 49ers really close. They played Kansas City within three, um, beat Arizona. Like I just the Cardinals see, aren't see terrible. they the Chargers are always like they'll be getting beat by ten, and then like Herbert will make some ridiculous throw with two minutes or three minutes left. They'll score a touchdown, and then they won't get the ball back, or they will yeah, get the I mean, ball back and they just won't get it on fourth or something. Also, yeah, I, I mean, saw that. Justin Herbert is, as of right now, his first three years of the NFL season or two years or three years, he has the second most losses of all time behind Eli Manning. So Herbert can sling it. He's a gunslinger, but he can't fucking win, which is a problem. Yeah, I think I think I would ra- I think I think I'd rather go 49ers money line and Chiefs money line. Okay. Than Texas Dolphins Chargers game. Yeah, I like that too. I say it gets us plus eleven ninety. I'm down. Okay. I like that a lot. And you said it, Niners money line, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yep, I like that even more. I say three spreads, three money lines, plus eleven ninety. Lock that in. Hell yeah, baby. Lock it in. Lock it in. So let's hey. go. Go ahead and go through it, baby. Uh, Let's go through. All right. So we're starting off with the game that I'm probably most nervous about. Jets plus nine and a half at the Bills. Bills have been on a little downslide. Yep. Steel- then you got Steelers minus two and a half at home against the Ravens. Yep. Titans minus three and a half at home against the Jags. We need Dehan to fucking do something. Dehan's got to go off. Dehan's got to go and off. And then we got Chiefs money line at the Broncos. Not, not even worried about it. And then yep. we got big cock Brock at home money line. Against the Bucks, yeah, plus eleven ninety. Let's fucking ride with it, boys. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Hey, we're gonna find a way. We're gonna find a way to get a parlay down every week. We're gonna find a way. We don't care what it takes. Do it. Doesn't matter it. what it is. We're doing it. Um, yeah. So next week we'll be back to the. We'll talk about bowl games, college football playoff, our predictions for national championship and who wins it. Next week we'll also talk about the Heisman winner too. Um, but yeah, next week we'll get back to our. Regularly scheduled, what bets we like most in the bowl season and everything like that. So, hey, boys, we appreciate y'all for listening this week. And let's fucking ride with it. Let's ride. But there's one more thing we got to talk about. Uh Uh-oh. There's one more thing. With the weather getting colder, boys, and Thanksgiving break with a bunch of tournaments were on the TV. I know we like football. But it's time to start paying attention and laying the groundwork for college basketball season. And so with that being said, I'm going to quickly go over my initial thoughts that I've seen so far this year to wrap this episode up. To keep your mind steady, don't be scared to throw on a little college basketball. And now that it's starting to get into December, start getting your pre-warm up. We'll start hitting it hard in conference play more in February. But here's some things to look out for. Number one. Fade Kentucky in big games. Kentucky is so overrated this year. It's insane. Yes, they will beat the crap out of every mediocre team that doesn't have much talent. But if you play, if Kentucky plays a top 10 team, fade them. Fade the spread. Any well-known team, whether it's Michigan, Indiana, any team that has historically been good at basketball, 
Kentucky has terrible coaching, and they don't have the guys that have the dog in them to co cover those spreads in the big games. They always get hot towards the end of conference play, though. They do always do that. They find yeah, a way it, to back and, out and, and look, they're going to kill teams like – like they're going to kill the teams that are, you know, over 500 but that aren't to that next level of elite. They're going to kill them because their talent's too good. They'll kill them. They'll kill them. But you start comparing them to, like, the Dukes – and the Virginias and stuff like that, fade the hell out of them. Fade the hell out of them. Two, Virginia, Illinois, and Arizona are gamers. When it comes to big games, I would watch betting against Virginia, Illinois, and Arizona because when you put those teams in big games, they're gamers. Three, Duke is a top five to ten team, so always remember that throughout this year. They may drop some games like Syracuse in conference and things like that, but at the end of the day, Duke – is a top five team in NCAA this year. So keep that in mind in their big games. And when they need wins, they'll get it done. Um, but again, they might lose some, you know, they might lose to Syracuse. They might drop one to Virginia Tech or some random shit like that. But when it comes to big games, remember Duke. Um, I think the only team in the ACC that has a chance to beat Duke is Virginia. Uh, number four. UNC is pretty good. I'll get to UNC here in a second. Okay. Number four, Michigan will be a backside cover machine this year. So Michigan went on a run last year. They were highly ranked last year, highly talked about. And then this year, people just don't want to talk about them for some reason. And they still have Dickinson. In big games, they're going to be underdogs, and they're going to cover those spreads. They're going to step up in big games. They have the talent. They have the coaching. In big games, look for Michigan to be underdogs and take them on backside covers. Also, same thing with Michigan State. Michigan State's not going to make a run this year. They're not going to be that good. But, again, they have talent to where when they play big games, they're going to backside cover. They're going to have a lot of close games against, you know, the Indianas of the world, the Dukes of the world, and teams like that. They'll play them close. Um, I don't think Michigan State is quite at the same level as some of the top teams, but I would be surprised if Michigan State wasn't ranked by the end of the year just because they'll play good against good teams. And, hey, um, Izzo knows how to coach now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, number five, UCLA will beat every single mid-level team – but they do not have enough fire level against the elites. So what I mean by that is like UCLA versus Arizona, UCLA is not going to compete because they have to play so slow and they have to play such matchup one-on-one -on -one ball. They're not going to be able to compete with the top teams. But UCLA is also a team that's not going to drop those conference play Tuesday night games because they do have guys that are winners and care about the games. So like they have a good culture on their team. They're just not talented enough to compete with like the top 10 teams in the league. But they're also the team that – when they're a five-point spread against someone in conference play, they're going to treat that like the you know national championship every night. So look at a lot of covers by UCLA on just like their random games where the spreads are kind of tight, and it's not you know the Arizonas, the Virginias, the you know high high-flying elite teams in the league. Um, when Kansas figures it out, they they will be dangerous. So yeah. Kansas was good early on; they were highly ranked. They kind of fell off because they had that loss to UT. Um, in one of those tournaments. They're ranked sixth. Yeah, but, they, I mean, I'm talking like – like I would be surprised if Kansas doesn't win this thing again. Like Kansas, when they figure it out and they start getting rolling near the end of conference play, watch out for that team. Um, I, I'm going to be re-riding them heavy. Um, UNC, you mentioned them. UNC does not have the dog in them this year, so be ready for disappointment. Their record right now is not a fluke. They actually don't have – the dog in them. They don't have the same 
drive as last year when they made that run. If you remember last year, they were like just over a 500 team before they went on that run in the late season. They weren't talent. They weren't great all year. They didn't have many big wins all year. They got hot at the right time. I think this year what we're seeing is who they actually are. So I wouldn't, I don't, their record is not fraud right now. It's not fraudulent. It's not a fluke. They're just actually not that good this year. I think it's mostly, they just don't have that same underdog. We're going to like, you guys are, don't believe in us. We have this new coach. We're going to prove you. They don't have that in them this year. They're comfortable. They don't have that power forward that had so much emotion when he played. I forget his name. Long-haired white guy. They don't have Make him anymore. Yeah. I don't. I, oh, I was going to say Baycott. No, I know what you're talking about. Dude, yeah, like no, a, Baycott, uh, Baycott's still there, and he's still yeah. dominant. So, like, they still have talent to win a lot of games, but they don't have that, we're going to go make a run, we're dogs, we're high energy, we have great call. Not the same team, not the same attitude as last year. I've, I've watched them a few times. Um, go to the SEC. This is number eight. I'm not ready to make my picks here, but watch UT, Bama, Auburn, and Arkansas closely. I don't feel great about any of them yet. I haven't been able to watch them that much besides Arkansas. I do think Arkansas is the real deal. Arkansas's I think they, I think they're all good. around just really solid. So I think they'll make a run. I really think they'll be good in big games. I, UT, Bama, and Auburn, I have not made my decisions on, so I can't speak on that. I know I want to watch them. Um, and I know Bama has some tests coming up. UT wow. obviously proved themselves a little bit earlier this year, but there's just I'm not ready to make a call, especially on Auburn. I really don't know what this Auburn team is made of yet, so I'm going to watch them closely. Hopefully, and yeah. by we, when we recap, well. yeah, hopefully when we recap in January, I'll kind of have I'll kind of have UT Bama and Auburn figured out. But right now, I don't. I only have Arkansas. Hey, I, I, I will say this: Bama does have the best player in the SEC this year, Brandon Miller. He's a projected top three pick, a fucking stud. Yeah, my, my only thing so, about so Bama, and it's the same him. thing every year. Yeah, my only thing about Bama, it's the same thing every year. It's not a talent problem. It's a culture problem. Every single year, they have enough talent to beat every single team that they play. And for some reason, they just hit spells where they just can't win big games. Um, and I don't, I haven't decided if they've broken that or if they're going to be that same team that comes out and they're going to you know, beat Gonzaga and beat this good team. And then they get in the conference play and they lose one or two games. And then all of a sudden they get to the tournament and get knocked down around 32. I haven't decided yet. I got to watch them a little bit more. Um, my number nine so far is watch Indiana closely. Um, Indiana is one of those teams traditionally has been good last year. They didn't live up to expectations this year. They added a couple more shooters onto their roster. Maybe they're on their roster last year, but not getting as much playing time. But now they're a little more complete. And I really like their guard, um, number one. He's he's a guy that's going to average, you know, eight points, four rebounds, four assists. He's not a guy that's crazy flashy, but he's a guy that runs the offense. He plays good defense, and he averages, you know, eight, four, and four. And then they also they have that All-American power forward. So I do think I do think Indiana deserves to be watched closely because I do think. They are a well-built all-around team. Um, and then I would say expect heartbreak from Purdue. That's my last comment of, of, of this first early thing. Purdue looks great right now. They look hot. Watch out for heartbreak. Talk, uh, we'll talk in February, but watch out for heartbreak when it comes to Purdue. I've seen this story too many times before. Purdue comes out hot. Everyone is – this is Purdue's year. It's, it's not. Heartbreak is no. on the way for Purdue. So just, just watch closely as we get into February and March for Purdue. Okay, so hey, keep those notes handy because we're gonna circle back to all these points. We're gonna and we're gonna, back. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna where tap was right and where tap was wrong the shit out of this thing. I got it written down right here, boys. My ten Done. ten points in NBA as of twelve seven as of December seventh. Here's my points. We'll check back when the NFL ends and see where we're at. Done. Let's do it. Well, hey.
which is going to be a great college basketball season. We still got bowl season coming up, so listen for that next week. But let's fucking get it, boys. Let's get it, boys. Hey, we're not going anywhere every Friday morning. See you next week. Check out that. Check out the Instagram, TikTok coming soon. Check out the Twitter as well. Let's get it, boys. Let's rock. Let's Let's rock, baby. baby. Let's go. Until next week, baby. Let's get it.